Hey everyone, Nicole here. Wanted to let you know that you might hear a bit of crackling over Rebecca's mic for the first part of the show, but we assure you it gets a lot better after a few minutes. So please stick around and we hope you enjoy. back to Hollywood Dish, the show where we dish all things Hollywood. I'm Rebecca North. And I'm Nicole Rovine. And we're back again with another wonderful guest three weeks in a row, which is so exciting. And we'll bring her in really soon. But before we do so, Nicole, how are you? What's your weekly update? I'm good. Um, Apparently, I'm thinking I might be a little bit chaotic today for many reasons. I had a matcha latte in the afternoon and I haven't been doing that lately. I am so sensitive to caffeine because I already, my personality is like caffeine like you could just describe me as caffeine so when I add it it's just like off the walls we're gonna see if that makes for better podcasting or just more insane or somewhere in between it's gonna be an experiment and I'm kind of excited to see what happens so that's really my only update is different different chemistry up here with the matcha whatever how are you Rebecca what's your update I'm good. This might just be a chaotic episode because apparently my mic is not doing as great as it was before we started this. But up until then, um, everything's good. I too had a matcha latte this afternoon and I'm actually calling in from Chicago this weekend. I'm here to watch the river turn green. So that'll be exciting. I am so excited to have this guest on. She is just an amazing person to talk about anything pop culture. So you probably know her. If you're listening to us, you definitely know her as a frequent panelist on this network, on the SNL network, on the hot take shows, roundtables, everything that we do here. She's also an actor and host of the Twin Indigenous podcast. So she does a lot of stuff. Definitely, whether you know her, you're coming on because you know her from that stuff or you know her from right where we are right here. Everybody, I am so excited that we have on today Kaylee Morrison. Yay. Yay! Thank you. I'm so happy to How be are here. You? Thank you both. I am well. I think, you know, just as a little BTS, um, we've all struggled to get here <laughs> through various technical issues, but I'm so happy it looks like we're all here and in one piece. I did not have a, what was it, a matcha latte? Yeah, not a coffee latte. drinker. <laughs> not a coffee drinker. So I feel like maybe I have to try that. Uh, but I'm, I'm good decaffeinated as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I probably people, I just convince myself that I need caffeine because of society, but I actually, naturally, I, I probably am better off without anything. But um, yeah, so I think we have a lot of stories today and a lot of them are yeah. kind of related to each other. So we're going to bounce, bounce a little bit off the walls. Our guest has a story and we're very excited for her to introduce a story that I, I haven't heard as much about. So I can't wait for that. And let's just roll right into it. Okay, first story. So the Kardashians had a cover on Variety in Variety magazine, and it was just chock full of information about their new Hulu show, a lot of interesting tidbits from this. And I'm just going to pull a couple of those tidbits to talk about right now. So one of them, which I thought was so funny, uh, we'll do one and then the other. We'll, We'll talk about each one individually. So Kim Kardashian dropped the West as of a couple days ago, single lady. Kim Kardashian is facing backlash for her advice for women in business. And basically she had this quote that was like, I'm not going to curse, but she basically said, um, 
I have the best advice for women in, in business. Get your effing butt up, other word for butt, and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. And then Courtney, who was made fun of in the Kardashian world for not wanting to work, she goes, that's so true. And it was <laughs> the funniest thing ever, but it got a lot of backlash because it's, it's easy to work hard when you don't have a lot of the same struggles as day-to-day, you know, typical people. So Rebecca, I'll start with you. What do you think of this story? I mean, the promo and the, the shoot itself, I mean, they looked incredible. It it was good to see them back on my screen and in that type of format. So I was just excited to see them. This quote itself is like pretty horrible. <laughs> like she's someone who has been working so hard actually. And their whole thing is just kind of been that they, um, she's been made and her life has kind of been handed to her, but she's been working so hard with all her lawyering and all of that. So for her to make that comment is like actually ridiculous, especially at a time like this. So I'm just so annoyed because not everyone can just get their butts up and work like that. People try and they work hard and that's not a good bit of advice whatsoever. And Kaylee, I need to hear what you're going to say while I switch over my mic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, you know, the Kardashians, that's what they're here for is to be polarizing, I suppose, and, you know, have these uh, complex yet, maybe not always as complex lives. I don't know. They're, they're so removed from reality and they, they have accomplished many uh, impressive things, but Kim probably could have taken a couple of seats on this one. I, I, I personally was insulted. I was like, Oh, I get my, but, uh, <laughs> up every day, work really hard, and uh, yeah, as as one of the people that um maybe she wouldn't understand why I'm not as far as she is, I was a little offended. But it's the Kardashian way. I think it's you know, it's it's not surprising. On one hand, it's very privileged and and close minded and and like out of touch for them to even talk about these things. But it's also you know the pandemic. I get it. Like I, I know I could work a lot harder and I want to work a lot harder. So it's, it's both, you know? Yeah. I no, it's not both though, because that's, that's not good advice for helping people. And people look up to the Kardashians like that and they listen to what they have to say, but that's, it's not good advice. Even if people should work harder mm-hmm. in life, even if you feel that way about yourself, it just, they have such a big platform of that they're using that to literally just tell people like, Oh, just work harder. That's horrible, horrible advice. Yeah. I would like to say to this Wi-Fi that it needs to get its butt up and go to work. This Wi-Fi does not want to work anymore. There we go. <laughs> this Wi-Fi should take, take Kim's advice. I think there's something insane going on. Cause it's, we're all in different layer, whatever, but okay. Anyway, the second half of this story is that Kim opens up about another person who we always seem to talk on the show, Pete Davidson, in, in the article. She, she opened up about their love story. She said that they're going to talk about it. They're going to address it. It's not that they've like filmed a lot, but it's more that like the show will be the platform where she talks in confessional. I think the show is going to be that different from the original show, even though we thought it would be at first. So she's going to talk about it, pretty much confirmed. And I have mixed feelings about this, whether I think it's just... Tunis that they have not set up keep until the show it's like it's smart it's it's literally smart I think it's a good idea that they're holding this and also hyping up this information just because I feel like the show on Hulu itself has had a lot of um a lot of just stuff in the news and a lot of hype around it and then months went by and it felt like 
I don't even know how long it's been. It felt like a year. And this is a good way to reamp people back up to it because we've been waiting and waiting for them to even mention anything on SNL or mention anything just in social media. And I think it's smart. I mean, yeah, it's kind of gimmicky, but I think it's a good way to get to catch people in. What do you think, Kaylee? Yeah, I mean, that's that's one credit no one can ever take away from any of the Kardashians is they know how to market, they know how to strike when the iron's hot and in a way that, you know, maybe we didn't expect. So, yeah, I was never a Keeping Up with the Kardashians watcher, to be honest. So um, I probably won't watch the new show either. Um, but, you know, I'm sure many people will enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I was shocked to hear that they were coming out with the new show because I saw the trailer. And I was like, this looks exactly like the old one, which is fine. But um, do we know like why the other why Keeping Up with the Kardashians ended and why? Yeah, like, I don't know the I transition think- there. They, they mentioned it in the article that um, that that one thing was it was Chloe who said cable TV is just basically not with the times anymore. And that if the Kardashians are always ahead of the trends, they wouldn't be on E on on cable weekly release, whatever. They would be on a Hulu or a Netflix or an HBO Max or something like that. And so I guess Hulu gave them the best offer. And they were it's money. Them. It's all <laughs> it's all money. It's not about cable. There's no way. That's the most cop out answer I've ever heard. Well, it is. They I got money. You, I think you get more money when you're when you go to a streamer. So all that stuff I think is is true. If he offered them the same amount or more, they would remain. They would remain. There's no that's way they fair. would. Love. It's not that they love streaming. That's which so speaking true. of okay. which. Speaking of which, sorry, real quick. Remember, like a no, few no, was like a month ago or whenever it was when Chloe was selling um, True's used clothes, like at a markup. Like, oh yeah, it's sorry. I just their relationship oh, I know. with money is, is so interesting. But it's crazy. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I, they know how to do it. So I mean, we should just get our butts up, copy them, and work <laughs> and work and work and work and work and work. Okay. Rebecca, want to jump to our next story? Yeah, our next story. Speaking of rich people, Elon Musk (laughs) and Grimes welcomed their second baby together, which kind of just took the internet by storm today because we had thought that they'd broken up. But Grimes and Elon Musk, um, they they, uh, shared with the news that they have a new baby today via surrogate and its daughter. And I'm going to spell out the name first because I think it'd be fun if we each tried to pronounce what we think it's how, how we think it's pronounced in general. So it is E-X-A space D-A-R-K space S-I-D-E-R-A-E connected L. So I, um, I'm, I, I didn't retain all of that. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll spell it out one more time. Okay, E-X-A, let me close E X A D A R K space S I D E R A E connected lowercase L. So I'm gonna get take the first stab at it because I'm reading it. So I have a leg up. Exa dark side rel because the A E combination I know in other languages is like a soft A kind of like swallowing like eh. So like rail. So that's my prediction. I'm curious what you think about this whole situation in general, because they had announced that they were broken up, but then they bring a baby into the world. So I'm just, 
I was mind blown when I saw this article today. So I'm so curious, Nicole, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. So I, I closed my eyes and I, I was able to retain as you were saying it. So I think, I think we're all kind of set on the exadark. Like that part feels pretty solid. We know it's like exadark. A lot of letters that a lot of us are familiar with, which is pretty refreshing and, and more than I was expecting given the, their last name. So exadark, I, I, in my head, it went exadarkarel. Exadarkarel, kind of like Ariel or Gabrielle or Brielle. I think that they're actually doing this normative thing where it's like an E L L E sound. And um, they are kind of subverting our expectations by being very normal. It's like, it's like in Hollywood, you have to do something a little quirky. And then when you're Elon Musk and Grimes, you have to be off the walls. But it ends in like Gabrielle, Brielle. That's what it is for me. Kaylee, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to let your, uh, interpretation of that spelling ride. And I'm just going to simply pose the question. Has anyone ever seen these babies? Are we sure they're not robots or a wheel of Um. cheese or some (laughs) other, I'm just not convinced. I, I, I I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, Are we sure? Elon Musk and Grimes are not robots because we're not sure. I have yet to see them in person. To be fair, I haven't met them, but I am just—I don't know. The fact that they that they announced that they had a second baby is shocking enough, and then they put in that extra twist by giving the baby a very just un untypical name or untypical. That's a word I'm Untypical. <laughs> Sure. Um, Go for it. I I don't know. That's the next baby's name. Untypical. Yes. (laughs) Untypical. A-E-L. Untypical. (laughs) Like Abigail, but untypical. Um, Right. Yeah, I mean, this is wild. What do you think about them announcing that they have a baby after announcing that they broke up? I mean, like, that's pretty wild. I mean, it's very kind of Kardashian-esque, I guess, because they're they, the Kardashians are are changing what we think of about the family structure, and and babies are not necessarily tied to monogamy or to a relationship that is in the present. If the way they operate with family, it feels very like if I have a kid with you, you're going to be in my life forever. But whether we're romantically involved is kind of like up in the air. Maybe you are, maybe you're not, and I guess that's kind of what they're up to too. What do you think, Kaylee? Yeah, I agree. I, I heard today that um, I, I guess like someone asked Grimes or something, but she described the relationship as as fluid, which, you know, if that works for them, great. Um, I also heard that they call their first child X and that they're going to call this child Y, which I feel like is not flattering to the baby because it's always like, why? You know? <laughs> yeah. And this baby, the first two like letters are ex so you'd think this is x but i personally like to do this i don't know i like this i mean it's kind of bringing a new name to what we think of the family structure and like why not yeah maybe their relationship didn't work out but co-parenting it's we've seen it work for other people so i mean why not off the get like just bring a new baby into the i think it's i think it's a good idea i mean if if that's if that works for you like totally just open to the new ideas here so fluid that's a cool way to look at it Rock yeah on. i just think i just think these babies should get off their butts and work that's all i'm <laughs> worried about 
No yeah, babies want to work anymore. They're yeah. not going to have a big trust fund, so they have to start working now. Right, exactly. No, that's right. They they were not born billionaires by any means, and it's been it's been what they were born in December, like three months. We give you a grace period. You know, you could grow into your body, start crawling by a week, start walking by a month, starts you know doing math problems by two months. Like you're three months old. Yeah. Come on, it's time. Okay, we're going to go to our next story, and we're bringing back someone we talked about before who just always weasels his way into almost every story on this show, it feels like, and that is Pete Davidson. And this story, I think, is really interesting, not surprising, but interesting. So Pete Davidson is just is going to star in a fictional, a TV, a new TV series, and he's going to be a, a play a fictional version of himself, a la Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David. Produced by Lauren Michaels, um, and he's going to also be working with his longtime collaborator Dave Cyrus, who he he's worked with on a ton of stuff over the years, including um, The King of Staten Island, and then also Judah Miller is is involved. So I think this was a trajectory that any of us, that any three of us, could have predicted for Pete that he would have done something with Lauren Michaels in a solo sense, and this could be his his way of like weeding off of SNL while also staying in the, the Lauren Michaels NBC verse. So. As, as I think I know, Rebecca, I don't know if you are, Kaylee, but like huge Larry David fans. Um, the fact that we're going to have a Larry David version of Pete Davidson is kind of like b- breaking my brain. And I, I don't I don't know how to feel about it. Kaylee, what, what do you think? Are, are you a, a Larry David person like we are? I appreciate Larry David. I never watched Curb, um, but, you know, I grew up watching Seinfeld. And so like definitely feel his his feel his touch I guess that's awkward phrasing but I feel I feel Larry David's touch jealous yeah with Larry David we could say anything I'm so jealous is this you Nicole making this comparison or or did someone else it's been it's been like in articles and stuff that it's just the fix it's it's not too common to you have to be a certain type of famous to do that fictionalized version of yourself right okay gotcha um I guess it's kind of like Dave, Lil Dicky. He he has that show. That's another comparison. I haven't seen anyone make that one, but that's that's another one. But I have seen the Larry David comparison a bunch of times online. But um, yeah, Rebecca, what do you think? I mean, I say this about Pete, and I've even said it on this podcast. He can do one thing really well, and it's play himself. And he does it on the show. Every single time he's in a sketch or an update or anything, he's just playing Pete. And big time adolescence, King of Staten Island, he's just playing himself. And now there's a show about him just playing himself, which I mean, <laughs> I'm going to watch. Don't get me wrong. but Oh, we're going to cover it right I, here, everybody. I don't know. I'm like not that excited because we've already seen him do this. If he didn't have two movies where he played himself and we didn't see him play himself every single Saturday night, yes, this would be really entertaining, but I don't know how they're going to make it different and interesting in that aspect because there's only so much you can do with Pete Davidson as Pete Davidson. So, I mean, I'll be watching this and I'm just going to play the devil's advocate here because that's my favorite role to play. And I don't think this is a great idea. I think there's going to be so much hype around it. And the comparisons are making are two, like you're making two really strong comparisons to shows. And I'm putting this out here now. Um, I have a gut feeling we're going to be a little let down because it's going to be the same storylines and stuff that we've already seen him do so many times. And they even made an SNL sketch about it. Like, I I don't know. I'm going to watch it, but I don't think this is the best idea. It would be great if he played a different character, but the way that Keenan does Keenan, 
on the show, it's completely different and he doesn't play himself. So, yeah, but it's still named after him for like the Keenan of it all. So yes. I don't, I don't know if either of you watch Keenan, but I think it's a really great way that they do the show, which is just not about his life, but it's still Keenan. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm hoping that they do something like that. Yeah. I have one question I want to throw out. It's always fun on this show. We make predictions and then like weeks later we, we go and see if we're right. So I just, we love like putting stuff out there here and we'll see what sticks and then we'll go look later. Okay. So another part of the story is they're tapping A-list talent to be in the, the cast, in the ensemble. So I want all of us to make some predictions who we think will be cast and in what types of roles. So whoever wants to, to, to start throwing something out there. Bette Midler as the <laughs> nagging aunt who uh, disagrees with his dating romantic choices. I okay, I like it. I, I'm not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not serious. I have no, yeah, I don't know. There'll probably be some like really glamorous ladies and maybe some, who's Pete hang out? He hangs out with a lot of rappers. Machine sure Gun we'll Kelly. See. Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I don't, I'm imagining like him, his love interest to be like a Dakota Johnson or Kristen Stewart, someone that oh, is. that's fun. Just, that's good. Cool. That's really good, but just very toned down and kind of just like goes along with his antics. I know kind of that's just how it like to to go against him. I know in in Keenan they have Chris Red be kind of his um his brother kind of sidekick. I think that would be cool if they had someone from the show or someone that I'm like, can't get big time adolescence out of my hand. So I'm like, I'm imagining like Carl from Shameless, um, Ethan. Cole, something in real life. Um, someone like, I'm matching someone like small, like for the contrast, like comedic of whatever. But that's also kind of just Pete Davidson esque, the way that they have Keenan and Chris Red play brothers on Keenan. So I think, but it'd be really cool if they were from SNL. Like, imagine it was Kyle Mooney. Like, how funny that would, would that be? be funny. That would be comedic. That'd be funny. Okay, I'm going to pour out, throw out a couple. Um, I think, I feel like Jack Harlow would be good. He just, that's another sub story that we're not going to make a story, but he was tapped to to do a the remake of, of White Men, White Boys Can't Jump. Uh, I think that's the name of it. And so he, that's his first acting role. He's, he's getting into that. And I think they, they made a really fun video about NFTs, a pre-tape music video on SNL together about a year ago. And I think that Jack Harlow, that'd be a great additional acting project for him to, to, to have on his resume. So I think we're going to see Jack Harlow for sure. Okay, not for sure. I just feel like that would be the vibe. And then it would be very meta and funny if Larry David was on the show and in this like extreme metaverse way where it was like, I'm the one that has has the 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 semi-fictionalized version of myself show or something like something that would like break our brains and it would it would have to be executed right but I think it would be so Larry or if they did like a crossover episode or, or something like that and then on that note while I'm at it Lil Dicky would be another funny one because I mean Lil Dicky and Pete Davidson who famously is not Lil Dicky is the opposite of that and I think that is a, a plot line that would be perfect like very funny and if if Pete wants to like get into that stuff it's it's like, like like dive into these things that other people have made narratives about if he kind of takes that on upon himself like he does at the update desk but in, in a more like active way that has a more like wider plot around it not just a two minute and 47 second update segment or whatever that would be really fun so I think yeah. the people who are doing the same projects that'd be cool well I think 
even someone, some, I don't, well, first of all, I don't think Larry David would. Can you imagine pitching this to Larry David to do this? He'd be like, ah, I'm not just, I'm not going to waste this time on this buffoon over here. Like, that's how I'm imagining that would go. But what if it was someone, and like, this would be a crazy duo, but if his like best friend sidekick was Aquafina. Like that, that would be, be fun. unreal. Like I feel like they would have great banter because Aquafina is so much and so much energy that I feel like it would be a good contrast to Pete, who's always a little more toned down. And I'm going off the basis that he's dating like uh, Dakota Johnson, so um, from right, the show, so right, someone right. to balance with more energy. I like because Jack Harlow is more toned down. MGK, Lil Dicky, even yeah. is energy wise is more toned down. Yes, I would agree with that. Very like chill, cool dude. So I, I agree to ha- to have people who are just like all all up, all over the place. And then in terms of SNL people, I feel like eighty would be fun. Like eighty and P over the years have like they when they collaborate, it's not that often, but when they do it, it's it's really sweet and fun. And I, I just I like that duo a lot. And um, yeah, any any other any other ones we want to throw in the ring? I, I feel like you know P always references uh you know his hometown of staten island and i guess it's not well i don't know and uh, colin mm-hmm. jost all i have to say um mm-hmm. I, I feel like he'll make like a very brief cameo of some sort where he plays some kind of foe to pete davidson i think pete's I like, like um pete's really well-behaved brother like and always being compared that's how i'd imagine like booth from staten island but look at colin jost he went to harvard like right. yeah like that. Yeah, that's that would be magic. Good. That would be This is fun to throw all these names out. Yeah, I think well we'll keep um we'll keep updated on Hollywood Dish about we'll be watching this show, we'll cover it here, and we will also just be giving updates about casting. So I think this will be really mm-hmm. fun. And I love I love when someone from SNL gets their chance to have their own show. Like there's so many really good ones out there, like Shrill is like one of my favorites right now. I know Vanessa Bayer has a show coming out. So I think yes. this is so fun. I, I'm really excited about this. But Vanessa Bayer's show with Matt Rogers, who's both yes. co-host on Lost Culturistas, who Rebecca and I, you too, Kaylee, like we love Matt Rogers. And yep. so we're just so excited that he's gonna be in this Vanessa Bayer TV show. Molly Shannon, I think, is in it, who I also yeah. love, yeah. love, love. And it's just like I am so excited for this show and it'll be fun to see Matt in that capacity because he's in yeah. my ears all the time. So for him to be yeah, on the screen will space. be fun. Yeah. It's way yes. past two for him to be in all of our faces. Oh yeah. In <laughs> our faces, so, please. So That's funny. We yeah. We want Matt Rogers in our face and Larry David's touch. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> there um, <you> go. <laughs> but yes, now in a very different ballpark, pun intended. Um the MLB <laughs> The MLB reached their labor agreement finally. So we're here to tell you everything you need to know as the lockout ends. So it took more than three months, multiple deadlines for delaying the regular season before the Major League Baseball and the MLB Player Association ended their stalemate and came to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement. And urgency moved because... There have been so many deadlines and finally after pushing it enough, it, they finally came to agreement on a, on a term where the MLB Player Association, they'll be playing 162 games and be getting paid for it. 
So finally, this has the stalled negotiations have finally come to an end. Opening day has been moved to April 7th with a full 162 game schedule. Spring training camps will open March 11th. And yeah, free agency begin immediately once the CBA is ratified. So I think this is exciting. I mean, as people here, I know we don't necessarily talk about um, sports enough, but we did report on this a little while ago that there were that there was kind of this negotiation happening and finally came to terms just in time for the season to air. So, I mean, Nicole, what do you think of the season to air? But that's how little the sport. Are we going to do a weekly release or a binge model for this, for this, this, uh, this show? Oh, baseball? Oh. Weekly I release. think we should just they, drop they all the episodes at once. All 162 yeah. episodes. Are they going to do cable like the Kardashians think is passe? Are they going to do Hulu? Yeah, they get vibe? paid more than enough to remain on cable. So yeah, I think they're good. They're good. I'm. I like don't know anything about sport. I mean, I I I feel like I am athletic and I like to play sports, but I don't really follow sports. So this, I I think it's it's good that we have baseball again, and and it's a sign of things working themselves out and people, you know, standing up for things and, and the pandemic has, is related to like where baseball, I think is maybe the most American sport, I guess, baseball and football maybe, but it's like, for me, it just is so like traditionally America, uh, you know, everybody coming together at sports. I feel like is something that everybody across the aisle, all, all over people can unite over. And we've in the last few years and decades really like, we've gotten so polarized with most things, whether it's politics or even like the culture and the media we're consuming with TV shows and stuff. And sports is like one of the last things where people can like tolerate each other and they don't have to be like, how can I uh, insult this, this person just because they're, de- you know, and we can come You've together. You've never so. heard my grandma talk about the Red Sox. I haven't. You're and right. You would disagree. You would disagree then because, because of this. And okay. Haley, what do you think? Are you a big fan? Are you a big sports fan? We don't know. Tell us. Am I a big sports fan? Yeah. No, no. I feel like I when you were saying all of that, it was like hearing Grimes, Neil Musk's baby name again. It was a bunch of yes. interesting information that I don't quite know how to file in my brain. Yeah, but no, uh, go teams. <laughs> go sports. Yeah, now... I get to have my um my dad call me disappointed every single day from the Mets. So I'm I'm hoping that they have a good season because while I don't have stake in the game, I I just I can't hear my dad complain about another sports team because we're Mets Jets fans and Syracuse fans. Mm. So so I'm really hoping and I know here's the here's the hoping now that they have this crazy wealthy new owner, maybe this maybe this season he'll make some right calls. So yeah, that's really exciting for all sports fans. I really think they could talk about this on SNL. Even like I'm imagining a non-political cult open where they actually showcase the negotiate the negotiations. And that mm-hmm. would be I don't know. I don't know enough to like write a sketch on here, but I think they could do something with the negotiations and like how it was just so slow and everything moved really slowly and maybe even relate it to like, I don't know, government they should, and like, like to like 1776, the musical or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> or like yeah. Yeah, the Hamiltonification of sports would be cool too. That yeah. would be fun. I would like that. And that would also be the way that I could process and understand it through mm-hmm. musical theater and 
that stuff. Like if I'm going to understand it, yeah, that would be an amazing route. And every, everyone could find something in that that they like. And, and it would be, yeah. yeah, we haven't gotten a sports cold open in a while, but they're always, always refreshing and fun and, and, and feels, you know, light, but also topical. Like we're getting our information in. So and we good. get a big poppy. We we definitely get a big poppy showing. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be yeah. Good. It's fun to get big poppy off the desk too. To 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 be yeah. in in a cold open or walking around. That's always he has legs. Like that. <laughs> hopefully we don't hopefully. know. We haven't seen him in a bit. But legs I, I and a big so. lunch. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's such a classic, Keenan. I I I love that. And we also it's we've been celebrating Keenan's 1500th sketch that aired last week. And, and one of his like milestone ones, we, we made a, a video, John made a video about celebrating his 100, 250, 500, et cetera. And one of those milestones was big poppy at update. So it's cool that that, that character, that impression has a, a really specific place in Keenan's legacy of his number of sketches and, and all that stuff. So that's a, it's, that's cool. A lot of them are kind of random ones, but that's, that's probably the most recognizable sketch in those milestone legacy sketches in, in that video that, that we made. And, and uh, if you want to see that, it's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, wherever. So yeah, John, John made that. And it's, we, we, we love to keep celebrating Keenan in every way we can. It was so, so cool to see that last week. Okay, so Kaylee, we love our, our when our guests bring a story that they're really excited to share with us. So Kaylee brought a story for us, and do you want to go right ahead? Yeah, I, so the news broke this week. It was announced that Pamela Anderson will star as Roxy Hart in Chicago on Broadway. So <laughs> uh, I, I, am, I don't know about you guys, but I am all for it. I say let Pam do whatever she wants on this earth. Uh, we owe her that like, she, you know, she like many of uh, the fabulous ladies of the 90s and 2000s got a, a, a bad deal. I think so. Um, I don't know if she can sing. In fact, my sister reminded me when she judged on uh, Drag Race, she said she couldn't sing. <laughs> so yeah. um, I don't know about that part. But in terms of like look, voice, uh, character. Uh, if she can get a character voice going, I think she could do a good job. I think the casting is actually really good. She's got, I think, a documentary coming out also that's going to be from her perspective that I'm really excited about. Um, I've been watching Pam and Tommy. I'm a little bit behind, but um, I know she's not a fan of that. I don't blame her. I really feel for her on that whole situation. And yeah, if this will make her happy, go for it, Pam. Go for it. That's what I say. What do, what do y'all think? I think I think it's exciting. Um, I have a, a few th- anecdotes to share. I don't think she really needs to be a singer because Lisa Rinna played the same role, and um, I don't really think she could sing. Um, yeah. I am uh, so. I, I obviously don't think we should give Erica Jane the stage, but I was actually going to go see her in it because I was like dying to see Erica Jane in the role of Roxy oh, Hart. Yeah. <laughs> and giving to someone more deserving of this mm-hmm. in the current moment. So I'm really excited to see her. I too have been watching Pam and Tommy. And I mean, I'm happy that she's getting her story out. And not only doing that, her name's in the news so much now that she's like, it's a perfect opportunity. Like, this is such a cool thing. And I do have to share, um, while we do pride ourselves on being pop culture, um, just phenomenons, I <laughs> I was watching Pam and Tommy the first episode and my roommate and I are sitting there. <laughs> I Googled 
not is Pamela Anderson dead. I googled how did Pamela Anderson die. No, I know. I know. I just, oh, no. I just once had to like expose myself for a second there. So, um, I'm really happy to know she did not die. She's actually thriving right now. I watched her on Drag Race, and I've watched season. I've literally watched the season she was in so many times over because it's my favorite, and. I didn't even grasp the idea that she was alive. I, I, bet, so I bet your mind switched her subconsciously with Anna Nicole Smith is probably what happened. Like, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I, I don't even, yeah. I like, I don't even know what came upon me, but now I was so confident she was, she like had passed away that I Googled, how did she die? Not even, is she dead? <laughs> so, oh yes. Yeah, so we, we mess up here. Uh, <laughs> no, we appreciate the vulnerability transparency though. Yes. And because part of being a pop culture fiend is that curiosity. So you think someone has passed on and you think to Google it because you want to know, you don't want to just confirm whether, you know, if they're dead, you want to know how and why and where. Because we stay curious here all the time. And so good for you for, for being so vulnerable. I, I commend you for that. I'm not always so yeah. vulnerable. And she was on the most like infamous episode of Drag Race ever. Like, really? What's ever. the, and without spoiling, what, what is the episode? Oh, uh, you know, it's season four and we're on season 14. Okay. So we could say, but Willem, one okay. of my favorite drag queens of all time was actually disqualified and was the first queen ever disqualified on air. There was a second queen disqualified later for... We don't even say, we don't even say their name because really suck. But Willem, who is like still killing it, doing really well, was disqualified from the show on air. And it was like just the first time in Drag Race history that that has happened. So the fact that I've seen the episode so many times and saw Pamela Anderson being like, I can't sing. And I, so I thought they sounded great. I'm like, how did I not realize this? But I'm excited to see her. As, so uh, she said she can't. She said that's that's funny. She she's on she can't sing, and now she and now she's like I will be on Broadway. I, here's my my vulnerability moment of the night, and that is that I I'm this a big part of my personality is oh I'm a, I love Broadway musical theater. I went to um, Ellen Stardust Diner last week to which is in New York City, and it's this super famous diner where basically it's a lot of the all, everyone who works there is either on Broadway or aspiring to be on Broadway. So they are the, the waiters and waitresses and, 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 you know, the bus boys, everybody working there is like popping in music and they're doing like every, every, not just Broadway, but like Ariana Grande. And that's an ode to, you know, her being a theater kid. And it's like, you're, I, and I went at 7am because it was when I went to SNL and I went right afterwards and 7 a.m. I was I had grease in my ears. I had Ariana Grande. I had so much musical theater. I had New York, New York. Sorry, I thought amazing. you meant literally you had grease in your ears. <laughs> I was like, that oh. sounds concerning. <laughs> yeah, in the, the diner, they they that's that's their method. They're like method actors. So they're like, if you want to really feel us in, as actors performing French fries in your face, yeah. That's, I mean, I would be open to that. I I I think that would be funny. Um, I imagine, imagine, I bet there are places that like that, but yeah. So Ellen started designer anyway, and I won musical theater trivia there at seven in the morning. And so oh. I'm like, that's my whole thing. It's like a shtick, but I've never seen Chicago, which is crazy. Like any version? Any, I've never seen it. <sighs> Except I had a, a, at camp, I had a, um, a, a dance and da- I, I barely would dance, but I had a, a dance where it was, it was the, that famous song. I don't remember um, it. So block tango. No, it's no. uh, 
all that jazz. All that jazz. All that, all that jazz. jazz. Yeah. I mean, I was a yeah, competitive dancer. And I did that every year. Um, uh, na, 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 but yes, um, also Ellen Sardis, not to be confused with the Spotlight Diner on Glee. Mm. And this is me officially um, coming out on air saying, I have like the biggest Gleek I know. And we haven't even addressed this on this oh, podcast. We haven't. Yet. I know, but that's a story for another day. Uh, cliffhanger. So listen next week, <laughs> you'll hear more about my Gleekisms. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to hear that. And thank you so much for sharing a, that story on here, Kaylee. And I think it's time for some rapid fire. Um, we've had a lot of stories today, but we'll add some more in here. And I mean, Nicole, throw me your rapid fire. Okay, so if you've been a long time Hollywood disher, you know we always talk about Britney Spears here. It's our tradition. It's, I think, our number one tradition of anything we do here. That's That takes just I mean presidents we also talk about the Kardashians pretty much every episode Pete Davidson shows up pretty much but the Britney tradition is one that we hold very we take very seriously and and we really that's it's very sacred here so anyway so we had to have a Britney story and we went rapid fire on this one and it also has to do with Nicki Minaj who we haven't talked about enough I love Nicki Minaj I think she's coming out with a new album she said this year 2022 I really hope it happens love her Basically, Britney Spears posted an apology on social media about how people make fun of her on, you know, for her dancing. And she she was like, uh, I'll read parts of it. I know I'm not the best dancer. A lot of people make fun of the way I move. But honestly, as long as I'm moving and ex- expressing my body outwardly in some way at this point, that's healing to me. Um, it's this article on Billboard called it an apology, but I feel like she's just kind of owning what she's doing. So it doesn't feel like an apology to me. But basically, yeah, it was a lot longer because her 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 ca- captions are pretty long most of the time. But that's the gist. She's like, "Bear with me. I'm learning to dance. It feels good. All that stuff." And then Nicki Minaj was quick to comment with a dose of strongly worded encouragement for the pop princess. This is Billboard. And then the quote is, "Not the best dancer, Britney. Put your crown back on and leave it there, baby." All caps, a bunch of exclamation points. And then she wrote in the comment section, "You are the best dancer. Settle that. What's next?" And I love that. These two have collaborated in 2011 on Until the World Ends. Um, and right, that's what I'm reading. Yeah, they teamed up alongside Kesha in 2011, which is 11 years ago. Huge hit song. And I'd love to see them collaborate again. I love the both of them. What do you guys think? I love, I mean, this is like, this is so good. I um, I'm a, I'm a Nikki, I'm a Nikki fan. Uh, I pull up in the Sri Lanka and I really, <laughs> I really, I don't know. I love to see them interact. And we Are you a Nikki a, fan? Let's do it. Are you a Nikki fan? Pull up in the Sri Lanka. fan? Pull up in the Sri Lanka. What? But I I don't know. I really think this is, I mean, we've seen an outpouring of love and support for Britney Spears for the whole conservatorship, but not about her self-degrading dance moves. And I'm glad that Nikki righted Britney's wrong by just being down on herself. So I think, I don't know. I love this. She is the best dancer. This cannot be denied. I mean, literally, totally. I mean, look, look at, look at the footage. That's, that's Britney. Brittany in Chicago <laughs> after Pamela Anderson. Oh, please. Yes. Just, yes. That'd be good. That'd be good. We just yeah. need but her. Yeah. We need we need her doing what makes her happy. And, you know, whatever is she's comfortable with, we are going to consume and love and make your money on your book. F- focus on that. Make your money so you can go on vacation and 
live your life, do your thing. Cameo, cameo on SNL. We'd love to see you. We miss you there. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Okay, Rebecca, I'll send it back to you. What's your rapid fire? Yeah, so my rapid fire is that um, Nintendo announced that in 2023, all still active and living, for lack of a better term, we machines will self-destruct on whatever given day that they announce. I mean, as a tech nerd, they're taking a page out of Apple's book whenever they release a new product. So I would say it's pretty safe to assume Nintendo will also be releasing more products at the same time. It'd be really stupid if not. But yeah, I'm literally imagining like the nunchuck and the little controller like fighting itself till they both just combust. And that's yeah. how I imagine I'll be self-destructing. I don't have one, but my sister does. So I'm actually like whenever that happens, I'm such a tech nerd that like I'm gonna make her turn it on and see like what actually happens for the self-destruction. But they've been getting a lot of like just bad like feedback on this because that's just a weird, a weird thing. I mean, they still have products on the market. I don't know if Nintendo is selling it themselves, but they definitely have stuff. And I think this is a weird thing to do. Yes. Yeah, so we know that they're not selling anymore, but what's the purpose of having them self-destruct? Like, I guess yeah. to get Nintendo back in the news is my only bet or the release new Wii. It's all, it's all PR and it's, it's literally at the Apple method. So I think I don't know. Super interesting tidbit. I don't really have an opinion because I don't want to leave But What do you guys think? Oh, I loved my Wii. I was so competitive on, on that. Like I meet my family. We just were, we got really good at like doing the game sitting down, which we just got so good at like manipulating it. But even when I took it extra seriously, I just, because as I've said, I love games. I'm very competitive with things like that. And then we had um, Wii Fit, which was really fun. We were yes. a huge, we were a big Wii household here. And so this news was very sad to me and I, I got defensive as if I even use my Wii still. I was like, how do you know I don't still use it? And I have not used it in 10 years. I think it's great PR. Anything that you can do to get your name out there, if they're not profiting off of people owning and enjoying Wiis anymore, it's not like, I guess you can buy the extra Wii games. But I think anyone who has Wii at this point, you probably are just using the, the games you have. They're not like coming out with new ones that you would want, I don't think. So it's, it's, it, I think it's smart. Like I haven't thought about my Wii in forever and now I'm reminded of it because of this news. So now if Nintendo has more products that they're going to release, I'm going to be more aware of it because that they're on my mind again. So I think it's smart. It's maybe a little bit sad. It's a little capitalist. It's Apple method. Da, 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 da. Uh, but like, I mean, it's do what you got to do. Like you got to make yourself relevant again. So I'm, I'm, I'm for it. And maybe I'll even buy whatever the next Wii is. Yeah, I was done with Wii since the Wii Fit told me yeah. I was fat. That was the day I took that. Yeah. It was so messed up. It really, it, it was, it was like, it was like um, my fitness pal. I mean, it did. I mean, the Wii Fit did cure obesity. So, I mean, we got to snap through them. But yeah, Kaylee, what do you think about this? <laughs> Self-destruct. That is a strong inspector gadget term. That What a choice of words. Th- these were the words that were used self-destruct yeah, in the headline wow well i just think you know if if you feel like your we is in danger of self-destructing you should just wrap it up really tightly in a blanket just to make sure it's safe and be careful that it doesn't get confused with the grimes neil on baby that's all i'm saying <laughs> good good one good one yeah because yeah. they're all robots 
all robots. Yes, yeah. oh, of course. But yeah, I mean, we've had just such a wide array of stories this yeah, week. This, so this I'm, glad, so I'm glad we got in our Kardashian news and our Britney news. But I mean, I... Yeah, I mean, Nicole, what's coming on the SNL network this week? Yeah, well, let's just do our, this stuff. It's been oh, so chaotic. Oh, my God, I completely forgot about <laughs> no. my favorite segment. I knew this I had to introduce that. Because you were so, my favorite you're segment so every time. Organized. You like to wrap things up in a very organized, yeah. neat way. So I think that just shows how chaotic we've been that you yes. weren't even thinking about it. So you know what? I will, I'll introduce our favorite, my favorite segment. <laughs> okay. Of all, I was leading there by saying that we had a lot of topics and then I forgot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, do your thing. We've had a lot of topics today. <laughs> and out of all the different topics, so let me let me give a little recap quick. The Kardashians, uh, Elon Musk and Grimes, Pete Davidson's TV show, the MLB lockout ending, Pamela Anderson on Broadway, we, Nicki Minaj, Britney Spears, of all of these vast topics, what is the one, and just, just say the topic, uh, that you think will definitely be on SNL this week? And I'll start by saying the MLB lockout. Uh, Kaylee, what do you think? Uh, the The baby allegedly the baby <laughs> the baby. baby the baby the robot baby the baby <laughs> the baby um okay those I, I think those are definitely the best two to pick um uh, i will say i think i think that the nintendo story is like perfect material for a one-off update joke yeah. i think of anything on this list it's like one and done they're they're gonna say something funny about it I think they might do what we did, what Kaylee did. Not, I'm not going to take credit for for your 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 thing. I think they're going to compare the we destructing to the robot child. I think what you yeah. did was brilliant, <laughs> and it's like it's it's like there. It's all we're all just being run by robots. Like people, people are are producing robot children, and our old robots that we thought were indestructible are going to like turn yeah. against us now and take over the world and and explode. Yeah. It's it's all robots. So I and think that's going to be an update. Order. I think yeah. it's true. I myself, I myself have been known to self-destruct. So oh. relatable, relatable content. I mean, you right. do, you do know. Oh, you you're really into this robot thing that makes us question. I mean, Kaylee, this is my first time ever meeting you. Yeah. Who's this face? You're not the first a robot. Role. You've only seen me digitally. That's Are you true. a mole? Like Andrew Dismukes in that in that sketch last week. I I think you're the most. Oh, I'm I'm referencing a sketch from dress rehearsal. I'm such an asshole. I forgot it didn't make the live. I was at the dress rehearsal. <laughs> I, I wish I could wow. be there. I'm such an asshole right now. I we really should get our butts up and that. get to the dress rehearsal. Yes, exactly. That's harder. Oh. Work harder and then go. People to don't want to go to the dress rehearsal these days. That's so yeah, right. Come on. People don't want to do that. And it's you know what? Get your get up and work. Come on. Yeah. I Wait in line and get some dress rehearsal. Yep. But yes. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, okay. Nicole, now I have a question for you. What's going to sure. be on the SML Network this week? Okay, let's get into it. So we have this show that we, we this was fun. So watch if you're here. Mazel, congratulations. You watched the show. You got through it. It's chaos. Then Saturday night, we have SNL, the last episode in, in this run of episodes. Zoe Kravitz is hosting with musical guest Rosalia, and we are going to be right there at 1.10 a.m. to cover it all at, for our hot take show. It is the best place, the only place to be right after an SNL episode to dump all your thoughts in the, the live chat though, and hear about the it. Sexy, it's the sexy take show because of the two hosts. That's right. That's right. We'll give we'll give a little because this this episode flew by. We'll do a little, you know, just Zoe Kravitz. If you don't know, she is... She is a nepotism baby, but the type of nepotism baby that is somehow 
cooler than anyone else in the world. And it's like, it's like, thank goodness that she has famous parents so that she could have been introduced to us and, and be the person she is. It's where nepotism really, like, I have to thank nepotism for for this kind of person. Cause like, imagine if we didn't have her in our world, it would suck. So her parents are Lenny Kravitz and Lisa Bonet. Lisa was married and they're kind of uh, co-parenting, but I think, I think they're split now. It's been uh, unclear, but Jason Momoa, who was, Lisa was Jason's like childhood crush and it was a whole adorable thing. And he's very much a father figure to Zoe still, hence the co-parenting, even though she's an adult. So yeah, really, like, really co-parenting. cool. That's she's the, old. that's the word. She's throwing, throwing she's around. over 18. Um, they have over kids. I think they have younger kids. No. Jason does. I don't think they they reproduce together. I'm speaking in broad terms oh. now. <laughs> they didn't reproduce together. <laughs> they uh, have not entered the orbit of reproduction. Yes. And I mean, Zoe will be on there to promote the new Batman movie that's coming out. Yeah. It came out. Oh, it came out. And I saw it. Good for her. <laughs> wink. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Wink, wink for listeners. Um, it's good. Yeah. I heard it was good, actually, too. It's the Zoe Kravitz movie. And uh, Rosalia will be there, who I just love. I love her music. I love her energy. I have seen her. She's been performed at a bunch of, like, music award shows, which is the time I've, the only time I've ever seen her live-ish. So I'm really excited because she always brings just, like, the energy. And I think it's going to be, like, a very vibrant episode to end this totally. run of episodes. So I'm really excited. Totally. It's going to be so vibey. So we're going to cover it right right here um i i don't think any of us will be will be there kaylee are you on that show on saturday no no no, no. so you'll have you'll have a break from all of us you you won't have to, to listen to us um we hope you got through it though so saturday night right there and then monday night the round table that is just a more like extensive version of things you dive deeper into the topics you think about themes running through the show so it's also a fun place to be in the chat once you've gathered your thoughts on the episode for a couple days like give your give your theories give your your ideas for whatever all that stuff it's it's really fun and then we're gonna have a patron feedback show i think we're gonna have that and then we're going to have a little hiatus, but as always, we have so much content planned for the next couple of weeks. Every week we have several episodes and social content and stuff. We're going to have a By the Numbers show again soon, which is one of my favorite shows to be on. I, I love what our stats stuff, and, and so we're going to have one of those coming up. Lots of fun stuff, super fan takeovers. We're going to like... You're, don't worry that SNL is gone because we're going to have don't worry. so much stuff. Guys, stop worrying. Worry. Please, please stop worrying. Yeah. I feel, it. Worrying. I feel it already. People need to stop worrying these days. It's enough. You need to get your butts up and stop worrying. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have, if you think you have problems, then I mean, I feel sorry for you to even think you, you Get know, your butts can, up and can, fix them. Um, fix it. Deal. Deal. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, that's what's so up. true. I'm excited for that all coming up. And Kaylee, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Z.E. Kaylee Morrison. Also, please check out the podcast I share with my sister, Twin Indigenous. It's also a pop culture podcast. And we just happen to be two Indigenous hosts. So we have that perspective. But all things pop culture. We have a lot of fun on there. Have a lot of laughs. Come and be our triplet. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Love and thank that. you so much for joining us. This has been really fun. Uh, so much fun. You yes, made it so much more fun. Yes, but I feel like we did. laughed more this time than usual. Like we we, we yeah. were like off the walls and you, you made it so fun. So thank you so much. Oh, thank yes. you. Yes. And as always, people find <laughs> oh, me at a barbecue <laughs> on anything. 
any social yeah. media. I don't deserve the follows this week. So just, just pass oh. on Nicole. Where can people find you? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again, Kaylee. Any, any final words before I, I wrap things up? Any funny, uh, anything else you want to say to, to the people? Uh, thank you. People go sports. That's, yes. that's, that's the episode. <laughs> go sports. Go sports. If we did, t- if we did title of apps like like Matt and Bowen do for Lost Coach, it would be Go Sports today. But yeah. we're, we just keep it keep it kind of organized, whatever. So yeah. we're not. You can do that. If we did, yeah. that'd be it. Uh, okay, and you can find me at Nicole Rovine on Instagram. I don't know. I got quiet like that on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter. And I'm counting down the days, as you might know, until I can just fix my TikTok and change it from my birthday to my normal name. I think if you search my normal name, you'll still find it. I, if that was an impulse thing, I think I have a couple days because you can only change it every 30 days. So I'm going to bring it right back to my normal name. I like to have everything the same. So whatever. And then of course you can follow us at the SNL Network everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, give us a thumbs up. I see you. I'm making eye contact with you. Just press the button on the thumbs up. It really helps us, helps people find the show and helps helps us a whole lot. So uh, thank you and subscribe if you're not already and all that kind of stuff. You can also subscribe on any podcast, podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen and leave us a review wherever you listen. And just like, as I always, you know, click clack everywhere, anything really just helps us. And we really appreciate it helps us grow, helps people find what we're doing. And um, yeah, perfect. Okay, well, thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us on this chaotic Thursday evening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.